Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, this is the podcast Step by Step by a Revert Girl. Alhamdulillah. Today we are continuing on Islam is a Lifestyle, talking about the fourth pillar of Islam, Sum, which is fasting during Ramadan. Subhanallah, I would like to apologise for not posting podcasts for the last couple of weeks. My life is absolutely crazy right now, which is why I have had the last three weeks off. And hopefully you will now get a podcast every single Monday so you can all enjoy having a chat with me, starting off your week with a great positive reminder of all things Islam and how Islam is a lifestyle to fill every moment. Anyway, back to the topic of Ramadan. So the reason why I have decided to do this not within the month of Ramadan is because I really do think that um, Ramadan is not just a, a Islamic month thing. It's not something which is just for the time being in the month of Ramadan, but this whole ideology of fasting, of um, giving up stuff for the sake of Allah, is something that... Uh, is throughout the whole of your life and throughout the whole of every day and um, I think that going through every single pillar of Islam really helps me to both reconcile with the past and kind of understand um, the cause and foundations of Islam. So Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar and it's also the month during which Muslims around the world fast from sunrise to sunset. They refrain from eating, smoking, drinking and even refrain from pleasurable activity. So generally it is recommended to not watch as much TV or have um, sexual relations with a partner for example within those times so that you can just focus on the Quran or focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ramadan is the month that aims to purify the soul and bring the individual closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So imagine you've refrained from everything and this just gives you the time and the focus to be able to just look at Allah and look at the Quran. Not that you can look at um, Allah face to face, but search for Allah. Um, get to know um, your God, your Lord, your Rabb better. Towards the end, Muslims mark the occasion of Eid al-Fitr, a three-day celebration that brings Ramadan to a close. So how was my first Ramadan and Eid? I only fasted half days for, for Ramadan as I hadn't told my family yet and it was extremely scared of being kicked out. So I fast from Fajr to Dhuhr. I made a large effort to read and understand the Quran as well as understand different bits about Islam as I only reverted two weeks before Ramadan which feels like such a long time ago now. And I just can't believe how far I've come. And I thank you so much for joining me in this journey because it feels like just yesterday I reverted and here I am with quite a few listeners now. I pray five times a day a lot, which I was really proud of. I found Ramadan a lot easier than I expected and enjoyed knowing I was connected to the Ummah in a profound way, sharing in the suffering and worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was hard to do it all alone and in secret, but alhamdulillah. It meant I could connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without any distractions and do it for all for the sake of Allah and not just because others are doing it or because others are watching me. I found Eid a little bit more difficult because I know everyone was with their family 
and Eid al-Fitr for me was a day where I just had the whole realization that I'm a revert and my family is not and these celebrations just is me by myself so I think the realization really did hit me Anyway, Allah has blessed his servants by assigning for them certain seasons of goodness in which hasna, which is reward for good deeds, are multiplied and sayyat is bad deeds, are forgiven. People's statuses are raised and the hearts of believers turn to their master. So this is a mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has given us so many opportunities to turn away from the dunya and towards the deen so away from the things of this world which is not good and towards the faith and islam the word sum literally means abstinence in islamic terminology it means abstaining from things that break the fast from dawn until sunset and a big thing of this is intention so niya resolution in the heart you don't need to do it every day during Ramadan, but it's important before the month begins, you have this serious intention to be able to fast because not only do your actions matter, but the intention behind it truly does matter. And it's a serious punishment if you do not actually fast. It's seen as a major sin in this time. So you need to intend to fast and then you need to then meet it with the action of fasting unless you are unable and we will discuss kind of the practicalities of the situation. So let's just kind of look at what the Quran and Hadith kind of say about this. So it's all about the importance of self-reform and abstention from base desires to be able to shape you into a better person and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Holy Quran in Surah 2, so Surah Al-Baqarah, uh, Ayah, so verse 183. Oh, you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you so that you may guard against evil. So... Islam teaches that fasting is something that will guard you against the evil. So if you fast for Allah, which brings you closer to Allah and brings you so many deeds, you are also protected. And you are reminded in this verse that it was prescribed for those before you. So this isn't a path that you are alone. This is a path that many have taken before you. Many will take in front of you and many are taking it around you. It's just connecting the ummah throughout time and throughout geography. And in the same surah, in verses 184 and 105, and that you fast is better for you if only you knew that you should magnify Allah for having guided you so that you may be grateful. So not only is this uh, such a blessing, because we don't even, we can't even comprehend how much of a blessing it is for us to fast. And we're starting to actually see that intermittent fasting is recommended as a diet because of the health benefits it can bring. And then we are reminded of how much we have when we abstain from what we've got. We're like, wow, alhamdulillah, that I can fast and then I can have so much food, that I have so much food every day that I know, I don't know what it's like every day to be this hungry. And then Allah says, and when my servants ask you, O prophet, about me, surely I am nigh. I answer the prayers of the suppliant when he calls on me, and they should hear my call and believe in me, that they may walk in the right way. 
So this uh, hadith shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers the prayer of the suppliant when he calls on me. So those who fasting, it's when the, the dua, so the prayers, um, so personal prayers, are generally answered. And means that we start walking in the right way. We can start walking closer to Allah and he is close. And then another, okay, so what in my past? Have I found about fasting? So fasting is actually encouraged in Christianity. So Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and explained it by saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, by, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 2-4. And Moses also fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Exodus 40, uh, 34, 28, sorry. So this shows that even though I, I don't agree with the complete authenticity of the Bible, I do think that the bare bones of it, some of it is, has got like whispers of the past. And I do think that the, the message in the Quran was on the message of Jesus and the message of Moses, so Musa and Isa. And I really truly think that fasting was given from the start, that we must fast and rely on the mouth of God to the words of him. And here we are with the Quran, the physical words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to be able to rely on it. We need to be able to know it and um, have it in our hearts, which I think is amazing. May Allah reward all those that uh, memorize the Quran. And inshallah, I will be able to learn uh, to memorize the Quran. So what is the actual purpose of fasting in Islam? To develop and strengthen our powers of self-control so that we can resist wrongful desires and bad habits and therefore, like the verse said, guard against evil. I think this is something which is really interesting because self-control isn't something that is within our society. It's all about self-gratification. It's about that instant click. You're able to get what you want almost immediately, but in fasting, you refrain from the natural human urges to satisfy one's appetite. We are exercising our ability of self-restraint so that we can then apply it to our everyday life to bring about self-improvement. If this was an optional thing, then we just wouldn't do it, would we? It was an optional thing in Christianity, really, even though it was a commandment, but not many Christians did it. And um, it just, it never happened. But because it's compulsory, it means that we have to do it. And we then refrain, we learn how to refrain from the natural human urges. Because as soon as you have to do something, you do it. But when you kind of have the choice, so mm, am I going to fast to like think about a lot today? Mm, I'm hungry. No, but um, well, we naturally have that instant self-gratification. But through this amazing... Um, fourth pillar of Islam, we are taught to be able to learn self-control. And I truly think that's something which is necessary in this world. And then also another purpose is to attain nearness and closeness to God so that he becomes a reality in our lives. So often we get this idea that God is very far away but he's not as far away as you think. And there's this um, phrase in the Quran, which is, so there's this hadith which says, I am as my servant thinks of me. I am with, he, with him when he remembers me. If he mentions me within himself, I mention him within myself. If he mentions me in assembly, I mention him in a better assembly. If he comes near to me, 
a handspan. I come near to him the distance of a cubit. If he comes near to me the distance of a cubit, I come near to him the distance of two outspread arms. If he comes to me walking, I come to him running, which is from Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. Which is something so beautiful that if we even start walking towards Allah by fasting and doing what he says, then he will come running at us. As we bear the rigorous of fasting purely for the sake of following Allah, knowing and feeling that he can see all our actions, however secret, it intensifies the consciousness of God in our heart. It increases the taqwa, resulting in a higher spiritual experience. And when we know that we're following God's commandments and we're doing things right and we're, we're getting the rewards from it, we just know that Allah is near because we have that constant dhikr, we have that constant thinking of him. So then uh, there's the next purpose of fasting in Islam, to learn to refrain from usurping others' rights and belongings. In fasting, we voluntarily give up even what is rightfully ours. How can we think of taking what is not ours, but belong to someone else? Uh, personally, this doesn't challenge me as much, but I think it's really important that we think about the uh, other people's rights such as the right of our family on us, the rights of the ummah, the rights of the society, the, the rights of this planet. We, when we think of rights, we think of human rights, and you're like, I don't really break human rights, but it's about the rights that God has given us. And when we voluntarily give up even what is rightfully ours, like food and our desires, then we kind of know what it's like to lose something. And we actually start to care for those around us a bit more. We don't think about ourselves as much because we have become less selfish with our own desires and more selfless. Charity and generosity is generally urged during Ramadan. We learn to give and not to take. The deprivation of fasting makes us sympathise with the suffering of others and desirous of alleviating it. And it makes us remember the blessings of life which we normally take for granted. My last podcast was about zakat and it's honestly amazing when you think about the charity that's given. Alhamdulillah that so many people give and it's even more amazing, alhamdulillah, that this is a commandment that Allah wants us to protect others, look after others and give charity. Fasting in Islam does not just consist of refraining from eating and drinking but from every kind of selfish desire and wrongdoing. So, uh, as I've already mentioned, it is um, stopping your desires, but it's also trying not to do wrongdoings like getting angry at your parents, getting angry at your family, getting impatient, but just trying to hold fast to Allah. The, the fast is not merely of the body, but essentially that of the spirit as well. That physical fast is a symbol, an outward expression of the real inner fast, that inner fast of kind of cleansing yourself, reading the Qur'an, doing constant dhikr, that you know that you come closer to Allah. And so many people come out of Ramadan and they are like, I want it back, I want it back, I want, I want to be back in that state of giving it up because you know when you give things up, Allah is giving so much more back to you. And I just really truly think that this is something which we need in our daily lives is that when we learn all of this during Ramadan we make this into a lifestyle a lifestyle of giving up for the sake of others giving up for the sake of Allah and being able to put other people's rights before ours and we shouldn't just be like oh I prayed my five prayers during Ramadan now I'm going to go back to barely praying and so 
I challenge you, keep that spirit of Ramadan throughout the year and then inshallah we'll be able to see the next Ramadan and won't it be all the more exciting when we know that when we enter into Ramadan we've basically just had a year of giving up our own selfish desires for the sake of Allah and it's going to be almost even easier and we can maybe do even more for the sake of Allah. As I've mentioned, fasting is in Christianity, but fasting is a spiritual practice to be found in all religions. So Buddha, Moses, Jesus practiced quite vigorous fasting as a preliminary to attaining their first experience of spiritual enlightenment and communion with God. So that is kind of what some of the uh, purposes of fasting in Islam is. So what are the virtues of fasting? Except for fasting, which is only for my sake, I will reward him for it. So that's in Al-Bukhari, Al-Fatih, Sahih, Al-Taghrib. And fasting has no equal. The wa of the fasting person will not be refused. Fasting will intercede for the person on the day of judgment and will say, O oh Lord, I prevented him from his food and physical desires during the day, so let me intercede for him. Fasting is a protection and strong fortress that keeps a person safe from the fire. If you die whilst fasting, you will enter paradise. Quran was also revealed in this month that there's the night Al-Qadr, which is a night which is better than a thousand months. So if you do deeds within that, that will be amplified. As mentioned, when Ramadan begins, the gates of paradise are opened and the gates of hell are closed and the devils are put in chains. So this is another part of Ramadan, which is a blessing, that the gates of paradise are opened, we get showered with rewards, and the gates of hell are closed. The shaitan do not have their little speakings and whisperings in our ears. Whoever fasts Ramadan out of faith and with the hope of Allah's reward, all his previous sins will be forgiven. May I add that uh, what I've learnt from some of my Tutoring is that this is generally minor sins, sometimes major sins if we actually ask for forgiveness, but generally with major sins we should also be asked um, ask for it, but do check me on that. We are all united and that is something which is so amazing that as we are united as the Ummah, inshallah we will be united in Jannah, but also throughout the rest of the year, that we will create a community and loving each other for the sake of Allah. So, some of the rules that I have learned through research is do not delay iftar and breaking of the fast. And how you would break your fast is Prophet wasallam used to break his fast with fresh dates before praying. If um, dry dates were not available, he would have a few sips of water. So another ruling, do not commit sin whilst fasting, no backbiting, obscenity and lying, for example. So a number of the Salaf, so pious predecessors, preferred the poor over themselves when breaking their fast at the time of iftar. So that's something which isn't a rule, but there's something that you can do is give um, iftar to the poor and even break your fast with them. What you cannot do, have intercourse during the day in Ramadan and what you should do. Rejoice at the onset of this month. Um, try to repent and turn back to Allah. Have the correct frame of mind and fear Allah when praying tarawih prayers. Seek Laylat al-Qadr, so that's the night that has the thousands of rewards. Read the Quran repetitively and give charity 
and retreating the mosque for worship is a confirmed sunnah of the prophet but obviously this year with covid situation we can't but generally it should be as you should try and worship in the mosque as much as possible children should be instructed to fast at the age of seven if they are able to whoever is ill or on a journey the same number of days in which you did not observe fasting must be made up on other days so whoever is ill or on a journey can uh, sometimes not fast um it, and also if fasting will cause unconsciousness he should break his fast and make up for it later um and also a person suffering from a chronic illness and has no hope of recovery and elderly people who are unable to fast should feed a poor person while i have had a tough couple of weeks but alhamdulillah i'm still doing well still going still uh increasing in iman and knowledge alhamdulillah and trying my best to strive for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i hope that you are all doing extremely well that you have the most amazing week inshallah and remain safe so assalamu alaikum until next time i'm just going to add this little bit at the end i just would like to let you guys know something a little personal to me so i do suffer with anxiety and that is one of the reasons why when listening back to this episode I am a bit all over the place with my thoughts and I'm just really struggling with some of my sentences and having just such a full brain but alhamdulillah I actually recorded an episode I didn't get really anxious I um yeah doing much better than I was a couple of weeks ago from for having a rest and stuff like that so Alhamdulillah. So just bear with me with this episode. I thank you if you have for getting to the end. Um, I just would like to explain the reason why my brain is a bit all over the place. Jazakallah khair for listening.